Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio show. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Today, we've got an amazing guest, maybe the best guest we've ever had. It's you. That's right. It's your questions, our answers. We call it Ask the Guys. You're going to love it today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. If you've been listening to the Real Estate Guys for a while, then you've heard about the legendary Investor Summit. Simply put, it's the highest level event we do, and the content, faculty, and attendees are amazing. If you're serious about taking your real estate investment to the next level, consider joining us. You'll spend more than a week with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals, and you'll have a blast. It all begins June 11th, 2020 in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more and get on the advanced notice list. We'll spend two and a half days on land, learning and networking, then jump aboard a luxury cruise ship for more classes, roundtable discussions, great dinner conversations, and a ton of fun. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to hang out with the Real Estate Guys and an all-star faculty on the 18th Annual Investor Summit at Sea. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio show. I'm your host, Robert Helms. With me, as usual, co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Hey, Robert. You know, Russ, our listeners are absolutely amazing. Yeah, I love them because they're out there and they're doing the real thing. You know, we over, have been doing this a very, very long time. And over the course of those years, we've seen a lot of people come and go. And there's a lot of people that deal in theory. There's a lot of people that like to talk about things they'd like to do someday, hope to do, dream about. And then there's other people out there that just are putting it on the line and slopping around and they're learning, they're doing, they're making mistakes and they have questions. And I think we got a lot of good questions today from people that are out there in the real world doing the real thing and asking real good questions. Yeah. In fact, they've been stacking up. We uh, probably should have done this show uh, a few months earlier, but uh, we try to do Ask the Guys every six to eight, 10 weeks. And it's not uh, because there's not a volume of questions. Today, we could probably do this show every week uh, and still have enough questions for it. But we've got some questions today that I think are really good. And if you've not heard a show like this before, here are the rules. We don't give advice. We just give ideas and information. Be sure you check with your professionals before you actually do anything. And we're not tax professionals or attorneys. We've just been in real estate a long time. So with that, uh, let's get and ask the guys. Uh, first question comes from John in Houston, Texas. Hey guys, I'm considering the purchase of an office condo for my Houston investment management business. I've been doing research and I get mixed feedback about these being a good investment. What are your thoughts about office condos and are they really better than just leasing if you plan to be in the space over 10 years? Well, John, that's a great question. And I guess no investor left behind. Let's start with this. What is an office condo? Maybe it's obvious, but just like you would own a condominium where you have a space in a building and exclusive legal right to it and use of it, it's the same with business or office condos that you own a part of, say, an office complex. It could be the third floor in the corner or it could be its own building, just kind of depends on the development and the structure and so forth. And they appeal to folks who are either landlords that want commercial tenants, they don't want to deal with residential tenants for myriad reasons, or for folks like you, John, who are considering housing their own business there. Now, I must, uh, I guess, first disclose that this is an area I have quite a bit of background in, and therefore, I may have a slanted perspective. So uh, if you'll allow me that, uh, I used to develop this kind of product uh, in many different places. And we would typically go to a market where we could say, hey, Mr. Tenant, for what you're paying in rent right now, I can show you how to own a building. And if that was true in the market, then it could be potentially a good market for that product. We built lots of these and they were very successful uh, for us, for our investors. But I think at the end of the day, for the owner users, and there's a couple of things about it. Not everybody has part of their business plan of their business to own real estate. In fact, most don't. Most large companies lease their spaces. They don't buy it. Most restaurants and stores don't own the space they're in. They lease it. But if you have an investment management business, there can be a lot of reasons to consider ownership. At the end of the day, I'm sure our financial strategists will run, run us through a, just a buy versus own kind of mentality. But one of the great things about owning the business and owning the real estate is that you can do those two things separately, meaning your business doesn't have to own the building. You can create a separate entity that owns the building, which gives you the flexibility of just selling the business but keeping the building 
to a tenant that you know, if you will, or if it's a business you don't plan to ever sell, it may be that at some point you want to sell the building and remain as a tenant. Yeah, and that setup also allows you some flexibility in terms of taxes. It provides some asset protection benefits. So there's a lot of reasons to consider. And I think when you talk to your professionals, you'll probably end up doing this, uh, keeping the business separate from the property itself. But I think the bigger question is, is hey, is this a good use of funds? Because when you say, is this a good investment? You're really asking yourself a question. Is this the best use of my money? Well, there's two parts to that component. There's the down payment and the capital that you'll have tied up in the property over and above what you would have if you were only renting. And then number two is there's the cash flow, how much you're using to make the mortgage payment if you have one, or the related expenses that normally would be on the landlord side if you were a tenant. So those are math questions. And I say all the time, do the math and the math will tell you what to do. The other thing is when you're looking at condominiums, the thing, whether it's office or or residential, you always have to take a look at the health, the financial health of the ownership association, because that's where you have some uh, joint liability, if you will. And if it's not run well, uh, then sometimes you end up getting surprises in terms of assessments. And so those are things you need to pay attention to, both in terms of uh, their financial structure and um, health, and then also their leadership. How strong is their leadership? The other thing to think about, too, is just use of capital. You know, Robert mentioned that a lot of businesses don't own their own real estate. And the reason they don't is because they've done the math and they said, well, gosh, for all that capital that I would have tied up, uh, I would have more flexibility and I could put the capital to work in my business and it would do better. Now, with that said, you've already talked about staying in the place for at least 10 years. That makes a lot of sense. I think the other question is, is when you rent, it's easy to do a short-term lease or amend a lease or renegotiate a lease. Uh, If your space requirements change, could be a little bit harder if you own. I happen to be a big fan. If you're committed to something and you know you need it and you're willing to buy, then as an investor, go the full length. Let's say you need 2,000 square feet. Buy 10, rent out eight, and take the two and use the profits from the eight to pay for some or all of your two. That way you have the ability to expand into the space if your business grows. And if it doesn't grow, then it just becomes an additional investment to you. So there's a lot of different ways to approach it, but ultimately it's just going to come down to math and figuring out the cost of ownership uh, and and some of those other uh, ancillary benefits in terms of tax benefits and asset protection uh, benefits. And then, of course, you know, use of capital. What else could you do with the money if you weren't an owner? Yeah, because you're going to need a down payment and it's a commercial building. So it might be 25 or 30 or 40 percent down. And the good news is that this type of a property typically is looked at very favorably by local banks, especially. You should be able to get some good financing as an owner user. But it is that big chunk of down payment. And then the other thing to compare, if you're out in the market saying, well, I'm going to either lease a new space or I'm going to buy a building to run my business in. Look at what the competitiveness is in the leasing market. It may be that at the moment you may be able to get your your landlord to, say, give you credit for tenant improvements or give you a number of months free rent if you sign a long-term lease, those kinds of things. So why generally we think, well, if we're going to be in it 10 years, it makes sense to buy because short term it doesn't. You've just got the turning costs of real estate, commissions and transfer taxes and those things. But I'm going to be in it a while. It might make sense. On the other hand, if you're willing to sign, say, a 10-year lease, you may get some pretty good benefits from a landlord. So all things being equal, I'd always rather own real estate than rent it from somebody. But as Russ says, do the math and the math will tell you what to do. There you go, John. Thanks for your question. Uh, This next question comes from Adam in Lebanon, Oregon. He says, hey, guys, currently my wife and I are looking at a couple of houses locally to buy for ourselves. We're looking at ones that need work. In fact, a lot of work. We already own two rentals free and clear, which is nice for the free cash flow. My question is, what loans are available to purchase a house that needs a significant amount of work that will allow me to do my own work? I've looked into the 203K, however, that requires I have a contract to do all the work, and that kind of defeats the purpose of rebuilding the house myself with that added equity and forced appreciation. Thank you. All right. Well, Adam, that's a great question. First of all, the whole idea of buying a property that needs a lot of work can be a really good one if you're willing and able to do the work. When a house just needs cosmetic repair, you know, it needs a few new cabinets and some paint and carpet, like maybe some of those shows you watch on TV, then there's a lot of competition for that because a lot of folks figure they can go over to the local hardware store and buy what it takes and maybe, you know, find a few friends that'll help out. 
When a property needs substantial work, then you are talking about bringing in tradespeople or having an area of expertise, but often those can be the better deals. Uh, don't want or who has a property like that knows it takes a lot of work. They're obviously not do, willing to do the work, so it may make sense for you to do it. The financing is a challenge. So let's just cover what a 203k loan is kind of quickly. That's a government-sponsored or government-backed loan that's really designed for folks who are going to do major work. There are a couple of requirements. Uh, the good news, I guess, we'll start with is typically those aren't high down payment loans. You can get in for less than 5% down. And your credit score only needs to be about 640 or higher. Now, you can use some of that money uh, to make the repairs that you need and actually get up to 110% of the after repair value. So that's all good. Now, here's the bad part, and you've hit on one of the major ones. You've got to hire professionals. You cannot do it yourself. That's one of the requirements of a 203k loan. Also, you can't use it for investment properties. So if you're saying, well, I'm going to buy this property, fix it up, and hold it as a rental, immediately the 203k loan doesn't work. Now, if you bought it to live in and you were willing to do that work and have professionals do it, and then at some point you buy another house to live in and you rent it out, well, you're probably okay there. Again, it's a tent and lender fraud, and we don't want to jump too much into those issues, but those are the things. The other kind of negative is just can take some time to do. You've got to have a third-party construction consultant typically. So, and, and there aren't a lot of lenders that do those loans, but they're worth looking into. If you're the kind of person that wants to roll up your sleeve and do the work yourself, those can be really good loans. The interest rates are good and they're not a lot of money down. I think there are a variety of things, however, to do when it comes to financing. The obvious one is seller financing if you can get it because those terms are usually easy to negotiate. But what probably is going to be the case for the to get the best results overall if your plan is to do a lot of repair work and then keep the property is probably doing it in a two-step process, wouldn't you say, Russ? Yeah, I think I think it all starts first of all, you're asking about financing. And to me, that starts with a couple of things. Uh, the first one is just getting your mortgage professional involved, a broker, somebody that has a lot of different options, explaining to them what you're looking to do and finding out what's currently available to you based on your borrower profile and based on the type of deal that you want to do. One thing that Robert mentioned, and I want to reiterate, the last thing you want to do is take out a loan under false pretenses, especially a government-backed loan. You sign all those documents under penalty of perjury, which is a felony, and so it might be tempting but at today's interest rates, it's really not worth it. So there is a lot of money available if the project makes sense. Then you flip over to the other side, there's private money. And private money is going to come from private investors who either believe in what you're doing. If there's enough meat on the bone, a lot of times lenders don't take as much as an equity partner would. And so you can find private lenders who would organize a bridge loan for you. They fund you. And then as soon as you get the property done, you throw a conventional loan on there under favorable terms and then repay your, your bridge lender and uh, you're off to the races. And that can be a great way to go. Robert mentioned the owner carryback. Sometimes an owner of a distressed property has a problem finding a buyer. A lot of them aren't as ambitious as you are. And so when they find somebody like you, this is, hey, I don't mind taking on this ugly duckling property. Uh, you can partner with them. Their equity... In fact becomes your bridge loan and then you end up refinancing your way out of that. But I think I think there's another question here to think about and that is that you know you're looking at this both as an investor and also as a contractor. And I think you maybe want to think about that a little bit. Because if you are an investor, then your mission is to make your money work for you. If you're a contractor, then you're trading your labor for money. And you're, in fact, in this instance, becoming your own customer. So you might want to think about that. You know, if your profit, if the additional profit that makes the deal sing is you trading time for dollars, maybe that's the best use of your personal time. And maybe you have the skill set to bring it in on time and on budget better than a professional with professional tools and trade lines and uh, subcontractors and all of that. I really depends on how complex the project is or isn't. But an investor is about putting the money to work and hiring other people to do uh, the services involved. So when you do the math, and just like we talked about in the previous question, it really comes down to that. Do the math and the math will tell you what to do. You're pricing out how hard the capital is working and the return you're getting on the capital. 
And then you're pricing out how hard you are working and the return you're getting on your time. When you throw those both in a blender, then you can't really tell whether it was worth your time or whether it was worth your capital. And so keep those two things separate and then you can decide on each side of it whether it's a good use of your money or whether it's a good use of your time. All right, Adam, one more thing. That is, you say you've got a couple of houses free and clear. That could also be a source of some money if you explored credit lines against those properties, not just getting a loan against those properties because you've already established that you like the cash flow. But if it's a short-term fix, if you can fix this new house in four months or six months or eight months, and you had a couple of credit lines against your free and clear property, that might give you the money you need while you need it. Then when you refinance that third new house, once it's beautiful, then you can pay those lines back down. And of course, you can keep doing that. So you've got to decide for yourself your personal investment philosophy. I think it brings up a good point we should all be thinking through. That is my money working for me as an investor, my hands working for me, which is not necessarily being an investor. It's more of like having a job. Could be a great job and you could be great at it. But the brilliance of being a hands-off investor especially is that you don't run out of capacity. It's Ask the Guys. Your questions, our answers. We got lots more when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Having trouble finding deals where the numbers make sense? Invest in an asset class that delivers cash flow to you in good times and bad, and where most of that cash flow is tax-free. I'm Dave Zook. Many of you have heard me speak at Real Estate Guys events or heard me on their podcast. My team is a top five ATM operator in the country, and right now accredited investors can make cash flow returns well into the double digits and get huge tax deductions. For your free report on this lucrative asset class, email ATM at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, it's Robert Helms. Thanks so much for listening to the show today. I want to personally invite you to come see an amazing real estate market that combines excellent cash flow, offshore diversification, and what we affectionately call lifestyle investing. Come join me from February 7th to 10th in the beautiful country of Belize. The Real Estate Guys have been bringing investors to Belize for more than 14 years now, and our discovery trip is designed to show you the market like nobody else can. Sure, Belize is breathtakingly beautiful, the people are wonderful, and wait till you taste the food. But the real opportunity is the real estate investment potential. 2018 was the biggest year in tourism Belize has ever witnessed, and this year will likely beat it. How does that translate to real estate investment? That's what you have to come see. There's all types of opportunity in Belize when it comes to real estate investing, including both long and short-term rentals, commercial and retail triple net properties, business opportunities, land acquisition, development, agriculture, and more. And as the only country in Latin America with English as its official language, it's easy to understand the law. Property rights are strong and contracts are in English. And in Ambergris Key, a unique situation exists where demand for rentals continues to outstrip supply, creating a compelling environment for investors. So come see for yourself. Join me February 7th through 10th in Ambergris Key, Belize, as we study the market, learn about the sustainable drivers, and tour lots of beautiful real estate. And like all of our field trips, there are no properties for sale during the weekend. Rather, you'll meet lots of local providers that will help educate you about the market so that you can follow up with them after the trip if the market is interesting to you. You've heard about Belize on the Real Estate Guys for all these years. Now come see what all the excitement is about. Plus, we'll have lots of time over meals and activities to talk about all things real estate. And we'll have a very special guest. Super syndicator Dave Zook will join us to share how he's raised more than $150 million in the last five years and why he loves Belize. To get the details, go to the website at realestateguysradio.com and click on events where you'll find the Belize Discovery Trips. Once you register, you'll get information about our group hotel rates as well as travel details. So join me in Belize, February 7th through 12th, 2020. It's a beautiful country with lots of amazing possibilities and the only thing missing is you. Go to realestateguysradio.com under events. I look forward to seeing you in beautiful Belize. Hi, this is Mauricio Raul, founder and CEO of Muir Law Group, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Tell a friend about The Real Estate Guys. They can find us where you find us on this great radio station or wherever you find great podcasts. 
It's Ask the Guys. Every few weeks, we like to take our listeners' questions and do our best job to uh, throw some color and some ideas out there, ideas and information. If you have a question for the Real Estate Guys, just go to the website at realestateguysradio.com and click Ask the Guys. This question comes from Cassiana in Battle Creek, Michigan. She says, hi, guys. I've been a real estate agent here in Battle Creek for the last five years. I make about $175,000 annually, but I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and now I really want to get out of the rat race. I bought my first four rental properties this year, and they're cash flowing well, but I'd like to move faster. I'm interested in syndication. I'm 24 years old, and I plan to attend the Summit at Sea through the Young Adults Program. I'm going to also try to make it to the syndication event as well. My question is, what should my goals be in the meantime if I'd like to really hit the ground running after these events? Robert, this this, this question is so awesome. Yeah, isn't it great? It's great on it's lots of levels. It's literally like a commercial for the real estate guys. We swear we did not write this. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would have picked another name than Cassiano. That's a beautiful name. Unbelievable. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, it's good stuff. Great. And her, her examples were, you know, should I keep buying properties? Should I save aggressively so I can make a bigger investment? What books should I read, etc.? Well, you're thinking the right way. I mean, I think a lot of folks listening probably wish that they were where you are at the age of 24 and good job on that. But also you're clearly thirsting for more. And I think there's a lot of great opportunity around what you're talking about. The whole premise of syndication is being able to do more faster. And that's really what you're talking about here. Buying four rental properties in a year is extraordinary. That's already so far above average that, you know, congratulations. But at the same time, you probably recognize that each property only cash flows so much. And to get to a really great passive income number, it's going to take a lot of houses. Syndication isn't the only way to go, but it's kind of the next step for many folks. And that just means that you're putting together bigger deals using other people's expertise, other people's money, and other people's resources. And so certainly come out to the syndication event. In fact, that happens in March before the summit would be a really great way for you to get to know not only us, but many of the folks that will be on our annual summit at sea and the young adults program is fabulous so while you still qualify for that you definitely want to come to the summit and you do want to come prepared and so i think this is where it kind of segues into the heart of your question we always recommend that when folks come on the investor summit which is our biggest and most humongous event of the year in terms of just time and commitment and money and everything is that you really do come prepared. We have some extraordinary faculty members. Make sure you've read every one of their books. I don't mean you have to read every single book they've written, but the most recent or the one that really resonates with you have read the book, studied the book, taken notes, so when you have a chance to get in a conversation with one of them, it becomes meaningful. You also want to make sure that you are very intentional about attending any event, whether it's our event or somebody else's. Don't just show up and take notes and learn. That's great. That's kind of the baseline. Everyone's going to do that. But make take it one step further. You're a real estate agent and you've got experience, but you're also a real estate investor. And those are a rare combination, believe it or not. Most real estate agents don't invest too much in the very product they sell. So you've already got a lot of information and knowledge and resources that you bring to a conversation because it's not just about what you can take. It's always a two-way street. Yeah, this is just impressive on many levels. Uh, you know, first of all, you you got into a great business and you're a hustler, obviously, because you're making decent money. If you look at what the average real estate agent makes and what you're doing, you're doing much better. Uh, and especially you're very young. And the second thing is you read a book and you got the main message. The main message is don't trade time for dollars, put your money to work for you. Uh, we just got done talking about that. So that's a great paradigm shift and you acted on it, which is what we talked about at the top of the show about real world people doing real world things. Uh, our motto here is for years has been education for effective action. So you're taking the things that you're learning, the paradigm shifts and putting it into action. And now you've pushed yourself to the point of getting stuck. That's one of the hall marks are one of the major traits of successful people. They push themselves to the point where they're stuck. They're frustrated. I'd like to move faster, you say. Interested in syndication. Well, Robert's right. That's the key to going bigger faster. So ultimately, the question is, what should the goals be in the meantime to hit the ground running at the events? Robert covered some of that. But I'm going to touch on some things that I think dovetail into that that are really the overarching thing. At the Secrets of Successful Syndication, I get to do a talk called Build Your Brand, Build Your Network. And you're in such a great position because you have so much of life ahead of you. You have so little 
baggage in the rearview mirror. Most of what you've already done from what you've said is great. So you're in a great position to build your brand, build your network, understand how valuable your brand and your relationships are and protect them. It's easy to get too aggressive and then make mistakes. Uh, you don't sound like that type of person, but be cautious about that. And the key to building your brand and building your network is to align strategically where you're in a position to add value, but you also can gain knowledge and experience and relationships from that alignment. Could be a co-op marketing in the local marketplace. It could be you, you begin teaching investors how to do what you've done. Uh, there's going to be people who are interested in investing in real estate, but they don't have the same level of hustle, but they have money. And so you can begin to do things in the marketplace to get known as somebody who's expert and your resume as a young person who's already accumulated property and is making a, a decent amount of money is is what you're you're leveraging. You've got a good resume and the way you build your brand is is through a process. It's how you show up how you talk, how you walk, how you dress, how you present yourself. It's presentation. The second thing is association, who you're seen with. And so take advantage of events that you either create or attend to be seen with the right kind of people, the people that are going to impress the demographic that you're looking to impress because you may not be known yet, but if you're with somebody that they know, then all of a sudden you have more credibility. Next part up is endorsements. When you hang around successful people long enough, after a while they learn to like you and trust you both as a person and as a professional. Then you'll begin to get those very, very valuable endorsements. And you already have some accomplishments, which is the next thing to do uh, on your resume. And so you can you can talk about those things in terms of imparting wisdom to other people. If you brag it comes off wrong. But if you share what you've learned from the things you've done, it gives you a chance to talk about your accomplishments without bragging. And that that's crucial. And ultimately, this just comes with time, is integrity and consistency. That's the ultimate. When you just continue to show up the same way and you do a good job and your portfolio grows and your endorsements grow and you just keep showing up and showing up and showing up, pretty soon people begin to trust you professionally and personally. And when that happens, they will begin to want to invest with you. And it doesn't take that long. You can compress time frames, but the, the meat of it is building your brand and building your network. And then the other thing I'd say is you've learned to approach real estate investing one way, which is great, but there's a lot of other ways to approach it. And so if you're going to get serious about syndication, Get around other people who are successful investors in different niches. Look at the way they're approaching the problem of making money with real estate and think about how you want to live your life. Think about the things you want to do with your time so that you're successful while you're building wealth. You're not waiting to build wealth to be successful. Money doesn't buy happiness, but money can help take the things that make you happy and bring more of them into your life. But if you don't know what makes you happy, it's easy to get busy chasing money and then make yourself unhappy. So uh, I love your ambition. Just as a young person, it's easy to get so caught up in the making of money, you forget that that's not all there is to success. But when you get around older people, successful people in different niches, you begin to get a vision for your own life and what your business can be. And then you'd know what to say yes to and what to say no to. And if you do those things at the rate you're going, believe me, by the time you're 30, 35, you're going to have a lot going on and you're going to have a lot of happy investors ready to invest with you. Rich Dad, Poor Dad's the number one best-selling personal finance book ever. So lots of people have read that. A lesser-known book of Kiyosaki's is called Before You Quit Your Job. And just to put this idea out there, it's great that you want to invest. Totally support that. It's great that you want to syndicate. Totally support that. Keep your day job because it's providing great money for you. So back to should you be saving aggressively. I think another thing you could do to build up your education would be to passively invest in a syndication. It's nowhere near as daunting as trying to pull the whole deal together yourself the first time. And it's exactly what I did. I passively invested as an investor in a syndication, which led me down the entire path of wanting to syndicate and now having done lots of that for a lot of years. It's a great, great vocation. It's not just a great way to invest and it's a great way to help other people if you have that on your heart as well. So we're looking forward to seeing you, Cassiana, at uh, hopefully at syndication first and then at the summit. If you've got a young adult ages 18 to 25 that would get a ton out of hanging around folks like Peter Schiff and Tom Hopkins and Chris Martinson and the real estate guys, 
then get to the website at realestateguysradio.com where you can learn about our Investors Summit at Sea. We have an amazing program for young adults, and we'd love to see a young adult in your life there. It's Ask the Guys. Your questions, our answers. More when we come back, and we'll play real estate trivia next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Are you achieving everything you want in life? What if there was a time-tested way for you to get everything you've dreamed of? The most successful people in life set goals and keep themselves accountable. But how? The good news is that it's not rocket science. You too can learn the skills and unleash the motivation that will create success in your life. And now is the time. Hi, this is Robert Helms, and I'd like to personally invite you to attend Create Your Future, the 2020 Goals Retreat, January 17th to 19th in beautiful Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. This unique weekend has been called phenomenal, inspirational, and life-changing by the thousands of people that have attended. Hear from some of them and find out more at realestateguysradio.com under events or call 888-489-7723, extension 18. Get your life back on track physically, spiritually, and financially. Attend the 2020 Goals Retreat on the third weekend of the new year. Click events at realestateguysradio.com to register. This is no dress rehearsal. Live the life you were meant to. Visit realestateguysradio.com or call 888-489-7723, extension 18, today. Do you have a self-directed IRA invested in a syndication? Guess what? It's a ticking time bomb. Why? Because IRAs get hit with UBIT taxes, even Roth IRAs. Hi, I'm Damian Lupo, and we fix this problem for you forever. It gets even better because using the EQRP, you can literally get rid of taxes from all of your gains forever and protect your nest egg. The EQRP is the best vehicle to get it done. IRAs can't do it, not even Roth IRAs. You see, UBIT happens whenever any type of IRA invests in anything with debt. Don't worry. Even if your IRA is already invested in a deal, we can kill that tax. Our team at Total Control Financial is here to give you control of your retirement money and free you from that deadly IRA tax forever. Want to learn more about the EQRP? Send an email to eqrp at realestateguysradio.com. I'll email you my special report and send you a copy of the QRP book. Paying a 37% UBIT tax is stupid. First step to getting rid of that tax is to send an email to eqrp at realestateguysradio.com today. Hi, I'm Steve Forbes. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Listen up. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. We're so glad you're here today and you picked a good show. It's Ask the Guys. Our amazing listeners have lots of questions. You can submit one, by the way, if you go to the website at realestateguysradio.com and click Ask the Guys. The more specific and detailed it is about your situation, it can be very helpful to us. But at the same time, we typically don't answer questions about properties or neighborhoods or zip codes. It's much a bigger, a broader vision than that for us, but we love your questions. Keep them coming. Before we get back to uh, the next question, it's time for us to ask you a question as we play real estate trivia. Every week we do this, we give you a chance to win a great prize. By knowing today's real estate trivia question, when you hear the question, know the answer, you're going to quickly get an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, the answer to the question, and your mailing address. Because if you're the winner, we're going to give you an awesome book called The One Thing That Changed Everything. It's a collection of mind-boggling stories from folks who had a pivotal moment in their life and share that. You're going to love this book. That can be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. Last week, it was our Thanksgiving edition. We had Michael Block on the program. We asked this, where did the first wild turkeys originate? Of course, in the United States, it's kind of tradition that you have turkey on the holiday of Thanksgiving. Well, in fact, wild turkeys are native to Mexico. And the story's kind of funny. European explorers actually brought back wild turkeys in the early 1500s to Europe. They were domesticated there, and turkeys started to become popular to eat and so forth. And later, they were brought back to North America by English colonists. So turkeys are in America from Mexico through Europe to America. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. What country is the top producer of grapefruit? Yeah, of all the countries out there that produce grapefruit, and there's a few, what's number one? Where is most of the grapefruit produced in the world? If you know or just want to take a guess, send your best guess to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia 
at realestateguysradio.com. We'll need your name and address and the answer to the question. And if you're the first person that gets it right, you're going to get this awesome book, The One Thing That Changed Everything. That's today's real estate trivia question. It's Ask the Guys. Your questions are answers. Our next question comes from Lisa in Yucaipa, California. She says, hi, I heard from folks talking about the QRP when I was at the New Orleans Investment Conference, yet I'm left with questions and seeking information. Who should I contact? Please advise. All right, Lisa. Well, first of all, thanks for coming out to New Orleans. That was an awesome time. We had a great listener party, as we always do. Uh, The QRP, well, that's a little bit to get your mind around how that works. But once you do, you're going to be glad you did. And we have access to a report that can give you lots of details. Yeah, rather than try to answer all the details, because we're clearly not experts, you can just send an email to QRP, like Qualified Retirement Plan, QRP at realestateguysradio.com. We have a free report put out by our good friend Damian Lupo, who's an expert on these things. And uh, it'll come right out to you. And, you know, just speaking of that, a lot of times, you know, we do these shows, we talk real fast, our guests come in and people get excited and then they want more information. So we make it our practice more often than not uh, at the end of a show where we get a little bit technical to offer these free reports. Uh, You can just send an email and get them. And so if you are uh, wondering where they all end up after we do the show, they end up in our special reports library. So if you go to realestateguysradio.com and click on uh, resources under that tab, you'll find special reports. And there's a whole library of mostly uh, reports, but there are some webinars and some other resources available to you. But you can kind of go shopping in there and look for information about things that you may have heard on the show or in other places and uh, order those reports. And they're basically all free. All right, good stuff. It's Ask the Guys. Your questions are answers. This question comes from Alex in Poolsbo, Washington, Hi, guys. I came across a CD of yours from the 2004 Jim Rohn Leadership event a while ago. Oh, my gosh. Uh, How do I get plugged in? I'm located outside greater Seattle, but I'm looking at markets throughout the country. I just don't know where to begin exactly. I own my own home, which I bought after flipping my first house for a profit. Now I'm in the position to buy my first investment property, but don't know where to begin and would like to look for markets outside Seattle. All right, Alex. Well, first of all, that was an amazing event back in 2004 with uh, Jim Rohn and Brian Tracy and Dennis Waitley and the real estate guys. We met a whole bunch of folks for the first time there, thanks to our good friend Kyle Wilson. And uh, it's hard to get your hands on that, but you still can do it. Uh, The folks at Success Magazine still have access to the Jim Rohn Leadership event on both DVD and CD. Uh, So how do you get plugged in? How do you get started? That's really what our talk was about at that event. And there's lots of ways. You've hit on, I think, an important point. And that is you live in Seattle. And while you can make money in Seattle, Seattle's very expensive. It's one of the more expensive places to try to buy. And you may find out that the numbers don't work very well. And so I like to say, live where you want to live and invest where the numbers make sense. You've already figured that out because you're looking in other markets and that's what you need to do. You start looking at other places that real estate makes sense if it doesn't make sense where you live. Now, for folks listening that live in a market where it does make sense, we've already heard a couple of folks that have local homes that they're renting out. That can be great. No reason to go outside your market if you live in a market where the numbers work, but many of us don't. So market analysis starts with you getting kind of the buzz, listening to folks, going to real estate meetups and listening to podcasts and seeing what are the markets people are talking about? What are the markets that seem interesting to you based on the variety of drivers? A driver meaning something in the market that creates vitality and and jobs and the need and want for more tenants to be there, the things that drive real estate. And so you start off by listening to what's on the street and then you go and do your homework. Now, there's some ways to collapse time frames in that. Russ talked about special reports. In our special reports library are some reports on particular markets. That might be a place to start just because maybe a market there is interesting, but even more so, you can start to get the gist of what real estate investors are looking for when they're trying to decide markets. And the providers that do those reports for us have great insight in the markets, have been in the markets a while, and they they are touting, if you will, the accolades of the market that are important to real estate investors. So I think that could be a great place to start. Yeah, I think, you know, we always talk when we get these questions, we get these questions all the time. It starts with your personal investment philosophy. What are you trying to accomplish as an investor in terms of your portfolio? And what are you willing to do and not willing to do in order 
order to achieve those goals. And so if you go to our website and just put in the search bar, personal investment philosophy, you will probably find more than a couple times over the many years that we've talked about that. And you can listen to one of those podcasts. And then once you determine that, uh, it'll help dictate to a degree the kind of markets you're interested in. Most people are interested in growing their wealth over time, although we've learned over the years that equity is fickle. The market gives and the market taketh away. And so if all of your wealth is only equity and you don't have a solid base of cash flow supporting that, uh, you may end up not being able to ride out a dip in asset prices. And that happens from time to time. It doesn't happen very often, but when it strikes, it can be devastating if you're on the wrong end of the cash flow formula. So that's important. Seattle, is an equity market. And when you look at equity markets like Seattle, they typically have a few things in common. There is a limit to the amount of supply relative to a growing demand. Usually there's gigantic flow of money into the area from outside of the area. So Silicon Valley sells software all over the world. Washington, D.C. taxes the entire United States. The New York pulls gobs of money in from all over the world through the banking and financial sector. So uh, there are places like that. Now, now, there's places like in Texas where you don't have as much equity growth, although that's happened, and that's because they're selling oil all over the world, but they have the ability to grow supply. So when you understand kind of the basics of what makes an equity market, uh, then you can say, well, yeah, I'm going to take the equity that I earn in a place like Seattle, and I'm going to reposition it into an emerging growth market, an equity market that hasn't happened yet. We've had some success doing that over the year. Or I want to cash flow this equity. I can borrow money out of a property in Seattle at 4 or 5%, and I can cash flow at 8 9 10% in a market uh, that is more of a cash flow market. So once you kind of know what you want to do strategically, then you look for markets that fit what you're trying to do. And again, you can get that information. There's some information in the special reports library at realestateguysradio.com. There's also a tab that says markets, and there's information there about markets that we track. And so you can take a look at that. And then once you pick a couple of markets that you think you'd like, it's great to go there. Check out what you think you've learned online and go look at it with your own two eyes and see if it checks out. And then your, your first trip is really about building a team. We used to do field trips all the time. Our schedules don't permit us to do that like we used to do. Uh, we still do one to our favorite place in the world. But besides that, we promote some field trips that other people do, but we don't, we don't do them anymore. Uh, maybe someday we'll go back to that. But the point is you go into the market not to look at property, but to build a team. Because the team will take the macro market and they will drill you down to the neighborhood. Because you can say, look at a place like Memphis, Tennessee, or Little Rock, Arkansas, or Jacksonville, Florida, or Orlando, Florida, or wherever you go. Uh, those are big metros. And when you go in there, you have to drill down to the neighborhood. And only people who live, eat, make their living in that market, know where the war zone is, know where the path of progress is, know where the demand is growing, know where the demand is tapering, know where the good tenants are, the bad tenants are. And one of the key people on your team is your property manager. If you're going to control an asset out of market for a long period of time with the hope of cash flow, the first and most important person on your team is not the real estate broker, it's not the contractor, uh, it is absolutely by far and away the property manager. And so if you can latch on to a great property manager and then begin to learn which areas the demand is, they can actually help you find the property. And that's a better way to go, in my opinion. So Alex, you can do your preliminary research online and find out a lot about markets, certainly get the reports, read those, look at what other folks are doing and markets that they're talking about. But ultimately, I totally agree. You have to go kick the dirt. You have to be there, meet the people. And it might take a couple of trips to do that. So you want to be careful. I always submit that you can't know more than a handful of markets really well. So don't go research 75 markets. Pick a few, maybe three, maybe four, do a compared to what, and then pick one and go and see what you find. But I think you're on a good path. And congratulations for being ready to buy your first investment property. It's Ask the Guys, your questions and our answers. Lots more when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. Real Estate Guys listeners, are you tired of losing real estate deals due to financing issues? Have you had enough of waiting on banks, lenders, and investor groups to fund new projects? 
What if there were a way to eliminate all the hassle and invest in real estate on your own terms? I'm here to tell you there is. Patrick Donahoe here from Paradigm Life. I'm an Investopedia top 100 most influential financial advisor, and I recently wrote a best-selling book about the financial strategy that changed my entire investment model, and the one that could change yours. To get a copy of my book for free and learn how you can maximize your real estate portfolio by acting as your own bank, send an email to mybank at realestateguysradio.com. Don't make another real estate deal without reading my book first. Email mybank at realestateguysradio.com now to get your copy for free. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Memphis is famous for being the home of the king of rock and roll, but it's also the king of cash flow. If you're looking for affordable cash flow properties, it's hard to beat Memphis. Get your portfolio rocking and more cash flowing your way by calling Terry Kerr at Mid-South Home Buyers. Terry's the king of turnkey properties. Contact Terry through the resource section at realestateguysradio.com. And be sure to order Terry's tips for turnkey rental property investing report. It's free. Just send your request to turnkey at realestateguysradio.com. Hey, it's Ken McElroy. I listen to The Real Estate Guys, and so should you. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. Hey, come join me at an amazing real estate market. We're going to have an awesome time, learn a ton, and who knows, maybe you'll find your next cool real estate opportunity as we head to beautiful Belize. It happens in February. It's a great time of year to go there, and there's so much going on in that marketplace. You can get all the details on our website at realestateguysradio.com under events. It's Ask the Guys. Your questions are answers. This comes from Digna in Rancho Cordoba, California. Hello, I'm a real estate investor wannabe, and I'm hooked on your radio show. Well, that's awesome. I've been binging on the past shows, and it's dawned on me that your book, Equity Happens, only sells for $29, yet everywhere I look, it's $84 or $249 or $500. What's going on? Well, that's because equity happens. (laughs) That's exactly right. Well, what's going on is our book is unfortunately out of print. Uh, We published it in uh, 2005, and in the meantime, uh, the markets have changed and flowed, and we've recently uh, both reread the book, and I'll tell you what, um, 99.9% of it is as valid as ever. Uh, But it's on our list to uh, edit that into our latest version of the book. That just hasn't happened yet. And because we have a lot more demand than supply, the prices are high. Yeah, well, I'll I'll say this about that, though, Robert. First of all, we don't get any of that extra pricing. Whoever you're buying it from gets that money. We don't. We sold the book to them way back in the day and made our $10 or whatever it is we got. So we're not suggesting that you know, the the price should be high because we make any money. But we are saying that if the book could give you an idea that could make you $100,000 or $200,000 or $500,000, would it be worth paying $250 for? I think so. Uh, That's just me. Uh, We've had a lot of people take that book and go out and make a lot of money. And to Robert's point, you know, it was written pre-crash. And so there's some things we'd like to update about it. Uh, But for the most part, you know, we stand by every word we wrote. It still works. It still makes sense. And if you can get your hands on it, it's a good read. If I do say so myself, we we still laugh out loud when we read it. Almost every event that we do live, somebody walks up with a copy and asks us to sign it. Now, if you buy one online, there's a good chance we've already signed it. And that's probably going to take the value down a little bit. But Those are the cheaper books. The, the ones that we signed have been defaced by the author, so they, they go for less. <laughs> We're working on it, though. So hopefully equity will happen again. Uh, this question comes from Mike in Buffalo, New York. Hey guys, how do I build credibility in my brand new real estate investment company as a wholesaler or investor? 
Well, Mike, I like that short to the point question. The answer is credibility takes time to build. It's like a reputation. You have one reputation, it takes you years to build it, and the whole thing can topple down in about a minute. So you got to be very careful and very strategic about building your credibility. Yeah, I, you know, I covered that earlier, and I'm just going to bounce through it again real quick because I think it's it's worth it. It's one of the most important things, if arguably the most important thing you do, because your reputation is everything. So I say build your brand, which is your reputation, and build your network, the people who know you, like you, trust you, both personally and professionally. Uh, it starts with presentation, how you show up. Do you look, walk, talk the part? Number two is who do you associate with? If you're seen with losers, you're thought of as a loser. If you hang out with people that are top-notch quality players, you're assumed to be one of them because you're in their company. At some point, those people will say nice things about you. Those are endorsements. And so you want to work to earn those. You don't ask for them, but they will come if you do the things that earn them naturally. Uh, And then ultimately, accomplishments. And as I mentioned earlier, there's ways to work your accomplishments into conversation without seeming boastful. And the way you do that is by adding value to the person you're talking about by drawing upon your experience and sharing for their benefit, not your benefit. And ultimately, as Robert said, it does take time, just time and consistency. Continue to do those four things over and over and over again. And after a while, you'll have a stellar reputation and a big network and lots of opportunities. Brian Tracy says, everyone who's at the front of the line was once at the back of the line. Now, the corollary, though, is different. Not everybody at the back of the line makes it to the front of the line. Some give up, some complain about the line, some blow away in the wind. And it takes time to build credibility, but there are some things you can do. Everybody starts out new at some point. And when you have a brand new company of any kind, you're a real estate agent or you're an investor or you're a syndicator, what builds up your credibility is doing the things you say you'll do long after the feeling under which you said them are gone. Be a person of your word. When you start, you can borrow credibility. You can work with someone that has more experience and better connections and more resources than you have so that you can start to build your experience resume alongside somebody, which is a great way to go, in my humble opinion. But ultimately, you're going to be building your credibility every single day with everything that you do. And just remember, everything counts. Well, that's Ask the Guys. We had a lot more questions to get to. In fact, we had so many more questions to get to that here's what we're going to do. We're going to extend to next week and we're going to do Ask the Guys Part 2 next week. We were overdue anyway for the Ask the Guys show, so it's not too late to get your question in. Just go to the website at realestateguysradio.com and click Ask the Guys. We love your questions and we appreciate everyone who submitted one for today's program. More next week. Until then, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys radio show.